Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 175 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I have no idea where we're going today, but we're going to do a show, and wherever we end up is where we end up. So joining me this week is Lonnie, St. Louis Kiss. What's up? 69th Blizzard, Ken. How's it going? And from the Great White North, Marcus Almighty, Mark. Gentlemen, good to see you again. It seems like a couple of weeks since we were last together to have a discussion in between. Obviously, we did the episode with... uh, Joe and Andy about the gathering going on in Miami for the cruise. I'm still excited. Great response to that. So thank you all for watching it. Um, Other news. Let's just go through a few things that have happened recently. Vinnie Vincent of the Gene Simmons Nashville Vault Experience. Who is surprised that he showed up? I am. I am absolutely amazed that he did actually show up. And um, he was late. And he kind of annoyed Gene by being late and got left up on stage. I don't think, I don't think the two had actually, um, communicated quite properly about how things were going to work and the expectations on either part. What I will say is, um, Vinny's obviously working out. Um, he looks a lot better than he did at Lynn. He looks fitter. He still looks happy. He, again, just that he was there was absolutely amazing with Gene. I don't think, um, Gene is ready for a, what would that be, uh, Mark III Kumbaya. Kiss. Yeah, he's, he's not ready for the Kumbaya with the Wiz. Um, but again. <laughs> he goes, oh, settle down. <laughs> settle down. Slash the love fest. Yeah, settle down. Did you miss me? No. I mean, Gene went all grumpy <laughs> yeah. cat. I loved it. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I tried to get a good screen capture out of that. Mike Bruns shot some great video again, as did, um, oh, so, someone Joe Adele. Joe Adele. Yeah, okay. So, uh, thank you all for sharing those experiences with us so that we could watch from afar. I was actually uh, logged on to Facebook to watch one of the live streams while it happened. I wanted to get away from talking about the vault, but it just seems absolutely impossible with everything that's going on. The Gene Simmons Band, the mighty Nashville Guitar Mafia were there and blasted through a little bit of an acoustic set. What I did here. Um, absolutely fantastic. So if you manage to capture more than that, I would love to get the rest of the set list and uh, know exactly what they did. So very exciting times. I think uh, Gene's in Dallas this weekend uh, at a private residence for the um, vault experience. And it's the full vault experience. It's not a home experience. It's just someone, I guess, is uh, able to share out their house for the event, um, which should be interesting. So can't wait for reports of that. If that's got any special rules attached to it, do please respect them. Um, you know, with your Facebook streaming, we don't need to have uh, a play by play, but hope to get it after the fact in the very least. Um, let's just hit a couple of other quick vault topics. Peter, Chris, he did the New York one. Um, yeah. What do you think of that? Was it good enough for him just to show up and uh, that be it? Hi, goodbye, take my vault. Um, or should Peter have done more? I'm, I think he did more than enough for how he'd been treated uh, with the invitation yeah. just to show up and not get involved. Good enough? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, I'm surprised he, he even showed up. I thought they probably would have just said, no, thank you. I had something else planned or whatever. But, you know, at least he showed class that he showed up for that, you know. 
Yeah, he didn't shoot anything either. Didn't shoot any Christmas trees or TVs, so good on you, Catman. But what about Paul Stanley? He was in New York, and he was actually tweeting photos of places in... uh... What the hell was that? Nothing. I just typed something to you guys. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I was trying to do something discreetly, and it didn't work. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that was that was not discreet. Now I'm gonna to have to check to see if that comes up on the video. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So uh, was uh, was Paul's tweeting passive aggressive attack on Gene's New York City vault that hey I'm in New York City and I'm not coming to your vault experience you big goofball? What do you think? Um. Well, I don't know, but isn't he confirmed to do the one in Las Vegas? So. He, I don't know. He was before Gene was made certain ago. statements in Nashville. So, uh, <laughs> it, you know, he was. That, that ship may well have sailed by now. I, I don't know. I hope Paul doesn't take any of those comments, uh, you know, to heart because I think Gene was just being lighthearted about, hey, you know, this is the songwriting process, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm not attacking uh, Mr. Stanley in any way, but. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was just a slip of the tongue, so to speak. But uh, I think he, I think I mean, he was just blinded by Vinny's appearance, and he was just, you know, thinking that way. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, another thing that I was kind of curious about: Did you guys read those comments from uh, Vinny's ex handler or roadie? How oh, yeah. he said that they've been unceremoniously booted from his collective there. Well, is, is there any ceremonious way of doing it? Um, if, if new people come in and take over management, there's often a clearing out of the old people. It happens in government. It happens in the workplace. It happens everywhere. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's not yeah. always nice, um, especially if someone's been his roadie for 30 years. Well, think about what being Vinnie Vincent's roadie for 30 years has actually entailed, considering the guy hasn't been on the road since 1988. I'd say that's been a pretty easy 30 years. Um, you know, maybe <laughs> strenuous. Yeah. May, maybe <laughs> hanging out and tuning a guitar. And I, I have no idea what it entails because he, he didn't do much in 96, 97 during the original expo run. So, uh, tuning the guitar at Atlanta, um, uh, again, you know, you, you have to remember that like royalty, like politicians, there's no loyalty. It's all yeah. about yeah. the the dollars. Yeah. You're all expendable. No one actually, no matter how much they say you love you, forget it. It's like, you know, be, beware of the compliments of kings because one minute they're saying they love you, the next year are having your head chopped off. It, yeah, it's a, it's just odd because, I mean, all, the, all through this time we've been hearing nothing but positive comments how great spirits he's in and what kind of a great person he is to hang out with. And now all of a sudden someone comes out of the woodwork and says that he's just a nightmare again. So it's, it's almost like they're purposefully trying to throw a wrench into the gears now, you know? No, he, he may well be a nightmare. He may be very difficult to actually get from point A to point B, but he's getting from point A to point B, whether he's he's dragged, kicking and screaming. He's going through it now, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, is half the battle. So is he probably difficult? I would think that there's very little difference now, except a little bit more motivation now that a little bit of green is flowing. Come on. I mean, money motivates and money also says, well, I'm not fucking giving you 10% or whatever. Forget (laughs) it. I've got this dude who'll do your job and his job. And I save, I get more green. He gets some green and we're all good. Uh, Because who's it about? 
no one's going to make money unless it's Vinnie Vincent. Um, yeah. I'm, th- there's so many other factors that we're not privy to. You know, he, don't forget he's got a lawyer. I don't think he got rid of him. You know, yeah. Like, like, no. like probably <laughs> like gum on the shoe anyway. You're not getting rid of that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Whatever, it's it's all good. I mean, there's more appearances being being announced. Vin, uh, Vinny, of course, did do the spooky, um, whatever it's called. I have no fucking clue. Uh, but he, he did Orlando. it. He he yeah. did it, and the photos look great. Mm-hmm. There were smiles, there were hugs. There was, you know, obviously, um, he he's enjoying what he's doing the way he's doing it. So, um, how long it will last? You know, I I, I neither know nor care. Uh, again, I I got to see him in Atlanta. I hope to see him mm-hmm. again. Um, well, that would be Miami uh, for the cruise, the pre-show. And uh, apart from that, I really don't care. I, I, I mean, I hope everyone who wants to see him gets to see him and that Vinny makes lots of green in the process. I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I hope people love his fleece blankets with his 1986, right. uh, you know, invasion <laughs> picture on. He's Why got, not? he's got merch. He, he's selling merch. Yeah. He's selling t-shirts. I've seen people with them. So, yeah. It's it's at good. Least, you know, everyone was wondering what the hell happened to Vinnie Vincent. Well, he's back and he's doing stuff. And I think that's positive whether or not he, he's not getting bad in kiss. No way. Um, just but you know what? You know what I'm actually really surprised about is that and I hope I don't start anything by saying this, but there's been very minimal chatter about where's my box set. You know, all this time that he's been back. Nobody's been really, mm. you know, bringing that up again, which is good. I mean, good for him. I hope he put that fire out and he oh, can move I've forward. Oh, se- I've seen a few motherfuckers in comments. Where's my fucking archives? <laughs> you know, again, yeah. hundred bucks, oh, yeah, 20, I 20, yeah. 20 years. I've seen the comments, but do they have, you know, any compunction to actually pay for a autograph session that Spooky say to confront him? You know, throw good money after bad just to get thrown out. Um, and I'm sure Vinny and his team have thought of all eventualities when it comes to that. I hope so. What, whatever it is, what it is. There's no getting away yeah. from it. He he sold a line in Atlanta about what he was going to do for all the people who had done it. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it happens, who knows? Give the guy a chance, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. see. We will see. All right, let's yeah. let's get away from the vault topics. Uh, God, Jesus, and and get into today's discussion. Unless anyone. Mark, let's get a quick update on you before we get into today's topic. How are things going on the vinyl of a brand new day? Oh, it's going uh, very good. Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that hopefully Monday I might hear something about coming to pick up the finished product. Um, If that's the case, then uh, I will be making some uh, video updates to let everybody know what's going on. And I will be sending stuff out relatively quickly after that point but like i said i don't have a confirmed date yet still about when i'm going to be picking it up but it should be any time now they did say it'll be around this time roughly that i should be expecting a call again record store day was a thing that has kind of delayed it i got that confirmed again a few days ago that they're just swamped like apparently the foreman at the pressing plant is almost like pulled half his hair out with the amount of stuff he has to do in between now and like this weekend so mm-hmm. i could just imagine how it must be you know getting all this done and people are panicking calling him when's my stuff done when's my stuff done you know so um i'm i'm patient i'm i just want mine done properly because like i've said many times i refuse to give my supporters any kind of shitty products so i'd rather wait and get something good, then rush and get something garbage, right? So, and uh, 
As for that, a lot of other people have been asking what's going on with my next record, and I'm pleased to say that as of tomorrow, I'll have all my rhythm guitar parts done, and the drums will be done, I'll be moving on to bass, so I'm about a quarter way done, so maybe in a couple of weeks I should be approaching vocals, and that's about the halfway point, and another record should be in the can sooner than later. And I'm, gl- I'm glad to see you wearing that t-shirt, Mark, because the Rock and yes. Pod Expo is full, all systems go for August this uh, year, so I will be back in Nashville for that. All right, um, I think that's it on all the tangential stuff, other than reminder, Indie Kiss Expo, coming up in May, be there, or you're going to miss the mother of all expos. It's absolutely insane what the gang have put together for that, and I can't wait. So, all right, today's topic, Kiss's longevity. What can or should the band do to keep Kiss alive and well? How should they draw new and younger fans, or should they even be drawing new and younger fans? Uh, didn't they do that once in the 70s and it didn't work out so well? And, uh, you know, if you're the head of marketing for KISS, what are some of the ideas that you think that they should be pursuing at this stage of their career in order to, you know, to kind of keep themselves going? Ken, let's get, get some initial thoughts off you on that as the voice of reason. Yes. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, I, we just heard another recent interview with, with Paul Stanley, and, and he sees, you know, again, he always keeps saying that he doesn't need to be in the band, and they're going to continue. So um, with that in mind, you know, how how do we keep KISS uh, relevant or, or, or out there in the public um, where, you know, people are buying things? I mean, sure... Um, I think it's smart that they're, you know, doing some of the comic book stuff, crossover stuff there, just to, you know, get people who read that, uh, read those things, you know, like, what is this, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, I was also thinking that maybe they almost need to, uh, there's a possibility that they need to either, you know, I, we talked about it before, buy their music back get their music back somehow, all their rights, so they can do stuff with it and really expand on things. Or the other possibility is is sell Kiss. <laughs> you know, this may be bad, but to something like Disney. I mean, and let, I know I know it sounds bad, but... It's supposed but, to be the voice of reason. I know, I know, but <laughs> I'm saying... I kiss mean, kiss into the Avengers? Future. We're talking about future. Keep it going <laughs> in some fashion with their music and... I, you know, I don't know if they can even use do new music after that, but maybe they could write it and for other new Kiss members to perform. Um, but yeah, I mean, they like Star Wars kind of thing. Disney does a pretty good job of of stuff and, and getting it out there. <laughs> I don't know; they could turn it into uh, Star Wars Episode to, One. <laughs> Star Wars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because the part, is like Jar Jar or something. <laughs> part, Mark two or part two, uh, but no, I was thinking more. You know, they can get that superhero kind of stuff um, with music, but uh, it's it's kind of hard. Um, well, those are initial thoughts, but there's a lot of other ways I think to get themselves out there, uh, especially if they do a mar a part. A, what do you want to call it? Kiss 2.0, where we discussed where they uh, have like a Vegas 
uh, group there and then something over in the other in New York or wherever doing different things. Um, I don't know. Those, that's some initial thoughts. Okay. <laughs> not too good. Lonnie, you're now the official voice of reason on this podcast. Yeah. Would you please, yeah, would you please talk can, us down from the edge? Turning the mantle can, over. Ken, I've been disappointed in you in the past. On multiple occasions I have, absolutely. But never to this extent. So, you know, I, I think, and this is a true story, I think what they did with the Scooby-Doo movie a couple years ago was actually a really good thing. And, I'll, and I, have an, I have an example. Um, I went to a wedding on Friday night and the DJ was one of the, it was a friend of my wife's, but the DJ was a group was actually a groomsman at my wedding. So it was a mutual friend of ours got married. He, she hired one of my best friends to be the DJ and he's giving me troubles. I'm going through the line, getting food. And he told, you know, as he makes the announcement for people, people to go get their food, he goes, you know, if you have any requests, you know, for the music tonight, come on up and see me. And this one little girl, Kate went up to him and she goes, my favorite band is Kiss. Can you play some Kiss? And he looks at me and goes, Lonnie, this girl wants me to play Kiss. Or said it's her favorite band. She said that she saw him on the Scooby-Doo movie and they're her favorite band. Wow. So, and that's just, and that's a first, and that, that, that's a true story that really happened just six days ago. So I think that them doing that, as much as fans are aged or, or even older fans and that, or, or, Fans that are younger than us even kind of cringe at like, oh, geez, what are they doing? This is terrible. They are tapping into a new market, um, just as Family Jewels tapped into a new market for them. So I, I think the Scooby-Doo thing was really good. They're, they're, are supposedly doing another one. I think it's, I think it's a great move for the band. You know, if you don't like it, you don't, no one's twisting around. You have to go buy the new Kiss Scooby-Doo movie, but I think it's a great venture for them that will move product and, Mm-hmm. And and help a ensuing tour hopefully. I think one of the things that you touched on there perfectly um, is that they're maybe working on new stuff in the cartoon realm. I would love to see anime in a kind of manga Japanese style because mm-hmm. Kiss Japan that cartoon style. I, I mean I haven't watched any of that stuff since you know the early nineties and I think Akira or you know some of that shit you know ancient stuff by this but to kind of transpose kiss into that visual style would be really cool and kind of edgy in in a way that kids today could really kind of um you know maybe connect with uh, with the music in the background again uh, if kiss did all the incidental music like they kind of went back and did with uh, attack of the phantoms or you know when they pumped yeah. in all this stuff in the solo albums they kind of figured out uh We've done this movie. Maybe we should use it as a promotional tool. Attack of Phantoms. Uh, duh. So th- that would be kind of neat. But you also said something else. Family Jewels. Both Ken and I mm. were there in L.A. when that first guy in line said, I only became yeah, a fan right. because of Gene yeah. Simmons' Family Jewels. And I've bagged on that show, n- no pun intended with Gene, but... Uh, <laughs> For years, I, I, I mock it. I hate it. I've watched very few episodes. I thought it was completely cornball. But here's a guy who's just dropped 2000 bucks for a Gene Simmons vault event because he became a fan of Kiss because of Gene Simmons' family jewels. That means that I'm completely wrong. I'm cool with that. I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. It's, a, a, again, a vehicle. I don't want to see another season of Gene Simmons' family jewels. I, I, I just think it's it's kind of run its course. Where would kind of Kiss work on TV for me now? Paul Stanley, cooking show. 
cooking and lifestyle. <laughs> you know, people make fun of when he takes photos of stuff on Instagram of what he's cooked as Brussels sprouts and stuff. Sure. I, I to- chop up my onions. I totally. <laughs> you know, I, I don't expect him to go Rachel Ray, rock and roll preacher, <laughs> while while preparing stuff. But I think he could certainly. Come on, Mario Batali's fallen from grace. You know, a lot of the Wolfgang Puck. Um, you know, Bobby Flay, Paul Stanley. Why the hell not? I mean, as a rock star, the guy can talk to the camera. The guy can explain in a coherent sentence what he's doing and some of the lifestyle choices that he makes that relates to what he's cooking. So Paul Stanley cookbook, cooking show, tie-in, you know, get him with Giada De Laurentiis, uh, you know, whatever. Any of the Food Network sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously I watch the Food Network. I, I've just kind of proven that point by uh, <laughs> naming some of the people who were on the show. Um, yeah. A little too many. <laughs> all right, Emerald. There you go. Happy now? All right. Um, but I, I think Paul would be fantastic at that sort of thing. You know, again, his, he takes so much time doing his Brussels sprouts and actually frames a beautiful picture for Instagram. Why the hell not? If Gene Simmons can do it on um you know family jewels on reality tv why doesn't paul take a different tact on something that's closer to his kind of level uh, and and get into it because i'm sure he would love to actually cook with some of the big name chefs that are out there on tv maybe some of the rock star gourmands who would love to come in and eat i mean think of like um what's that uh that show uh chopped Come on, Paul Stanley as one of the judges on Chopped with some of those guys and getting some of these rock star chefs to compete in front of him? I mean, that would be, hey, you you win Chopped with Paul Stanley, you get to be Paul in Kiss 2.0. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> Complete idiocy, but, you know, there you go. You know, I only see it being Gene or Paul being able to keep the band in the public eye because Gene and Paul are... You know, the, the iconic figures within that band. Everyone's, a, 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 you know, they're aware of Tommy and Eric. They're aware of the, the roles that they portray, but they don't have the same commercial cachet as Gene and Paul, as the demon and the star child, you know, the rock and roll peacher and the, you know, the blood spitting, drooling, lascivious, um, bat like demon, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Mark, what are some of your thoughts about longevity? Well, um, I think Lonnie uh, hit it on the head with the, with the, um, what was that there, the Scooby-Doo thing. Because actually, the funny thing is, I had the exact same thing happen with me with my side of the family too. My my nephew, I gave them a copy of that Scooby-Doo movie a while ago, and the same thing. He they watched it a couple of weeks later. He came and said that he loved Kiss now because of that. You know, so. It does work as a vehicle for bringing younger people into the fold, right? Um, the thing about what you said about the cooking thing, I mean, I know my initial reaction was to laugh at it, but I think it is a good idea in the sense that as long as you're in the eye of people, you will keep the thing that you're trying to get mm-hmm. rolling going. Because the, the fact of the matter is, I've seen already one band who's kept, took themselves right out of the public eye, which is Rush. I mean, I haven't seen heads or tails of anything from them once they've retired. They, they, they were dead serious that they were calling it a day when they said that. I mean, the only thing that I've heard lately was that they're just doing some blue vinyl reissue of 2112, a like, big deal. That's like, that's nothing. Like, 
they haven't been anywhere. I haven't seen them just for for just maybe just Getty Lee appearing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like that's about it that I've seen from anything with Rush. So that's the most important thing is you have to be in the public eye if you hope to get any of this stuff, you know, to continue to go. I mean, one thing that I've always thought that was important, but we've kind of touched on this as to why they can't really do this too much is to, to put out specialty product. And the problem with that is, <clears throat> especially when it comes to music, they don't own any of their stuff. So they have no way of doing it. I mean, I keep thinking of bands like Crimson and all these other bands like Super Tramp and other bands that put out these box sets of great things and then they appear on different music shows or different podcasts, hyping it and stuff like that. I mean, that's another way to do it, but they unfortunately can't do that because they don't have any say with their music, right? The, until that changes, or if it ever does change, they don't have a prayer in hell of doing that. So they need, you know, to do the television end of stuff, I think. I think you're absolutely right, because the only other thing that they were able to do to keep themselves in public eye is perform. And if, they, if they're not going to be doing that anymore, then their chances of keeping this rolling for much longer will dwindle unless they do something more serious like that. Like you said, maybe a, a cooking show or whatever, or Gene does some sort of, you know, business show, or who knows what, like just something where it's, that, that, that keeps them in in the, the public eye. That's just the main thing. Whether it's complete crap or not, the bottom line is if if I don't like it, somebody else will like it, most likely, right? But the main thing is you have to be in front of people, and if you're not, then you're not going to be heard, and that's it. Well, as, as for TV, uh, I had also been thinking that, um, you know, right now, for instance, all those music shows are on, you know, uh, The Voice and, and that Idol's Back. And I, I guarantee that, for instance, like Lionel Richie, right? He's on American Idol right now. Um, I guarantee that his his sales, him just being on a show, his sales of his uh, music is, is, you know, getting a spike from that. Um, I could see maybe Gene or possibly even Paul. Uh, being the judge on one of those type of shows, which would be, you know, interesting, I'm sure, um, with especially with Gene's comments that he comes up with sometimes. But uh, I think that being on TV and that, even that form, and like what Julian said with the the cooking kind of deal, get them out there. I mean, um, and there's other sh- reality shows that they could be guests on. I I don't know, if maybe. You know, there's I don't know, car things, and I don't know if you know. I know Paul Stanley's a big car freak. Uh, he has he, that likes his. You know, he designed that one special uh, where it was a Corvette, I think. Corvette, um, holy shit! Right, right. Uh, so, um, you know, I could see him being on one of those. You know, kind of. You know, as a guest on one of those types of shows, and you know, guessing that who's like who's that guy? Yeah, I, I, know, I, oh, I don't see, I don't, I don't really that? see that working other than him saying, I want pink, I want that color. I don't see him talking carburetors and gear timings. I, I just no, don't, I, I don't, I don't see, think he'd talk he, that. He, he's no. got a guy at the car wash for that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. So so I don't know. I, I agree, though. I knew Scooby-Doo, the next movie, I guess, is coming. You know, I don't know when, but I know they were working on it. So um, it's a good way to get them while they're young, I guess. Yeah, Lonnie, you know, but Lonnie, no, pub, public eye, Lonnie. What do you think about uh, getting Gene or Paul as a host or as a critic 
on one of these shows. I, I would be I down like with that. I'd be down with Gene because he's got a more I of a, like that. more of a I like suck. That. I think that's a great idea. And I remember when Kiss was on American Idol back in oh nine, if you went on iTunes the next day, it was like the most downloaded video. You could buy like that clip of them on it on on iTunes uh, for them being on American Idol. And it was the most downloaded thing on iTunes for like a week and a half or something like that. It was, it was, mm-hmm. and it spiked their popularity on iTunes too. Like their, their, their songs and their albums got a huge spike. And, um, it's, I mean, this, this is going back, I guess it was nine years ago now that, that happened. But, um, my niece was, my niece, my, um, was in like in daycare or something after school and a girl was watching her and the girl was, was talking about Kiss the next day because they were on. You know, the high school girl was talking about Kiss the next day with babysit my niece after school. And my niece is like, what? She's like, oh yeah, Kiss is on American Idol. She goes, oh my gosh, I was single at the time. She goes, you should meet my, you should meet my uncle if you like Kiss. <laughs> She's talking, <tough. laughs> you know, and like she gets her phone number and gives it to me like, that's a little weird. But <laughs> anyway, I, but my, but my point is, is that someone who, you know, doesn't even know who Kiss is was all of a sudden just wrapped up in him because it was such a electric performance. Not that, you know, I expect Kiss to go on a reality show and perform every week if Gene's a judge, but I think Gene being a judge on a reality show could mean a huge spike for AIDS. Heck, if Howard Stern can do it for America's Got Talent, I think Gene Simmons could definitely do it for one of these reality type shows and be fantastic at it because Gene's a funny guy and he's a quick-witted guy and he could have great one-liners when somebody's up there and I you see it from all these vault experiences, which are which are they follow a certain path, and Gene knows what he's going to do every week because he follow, kind of follows the same kind of thing. Oh, this is how I put together this song. This is how I put together this song. But he is quick though, and if somebody says something to him, he has a he has a quick response to him. I think he'd be great on a show like yeah. that. But you you know what though? I think there's one thing though that we're kind of avoiding here, which I think is needs to be brought up is eventually. Kiss is going to have to start bringing up who these possible replacement people are going to be. I mean, the problem right now is that there's so much focus on just them two right now that that's their only hope of making this go any further. If they were to start maybe find, look, at least insinuating that they're trying to find somebody else to take over these positions... There will be, I think there would be interested in number one to some degree to see who could possibly come in and step into these shoes. But I mean, you, they have to pass the baton. I mean, look at a band like Yes, for example, when nobody thought that they could replace John Anderson ever on vocal, but they brought in a couple of guys. And after a while now, I know because I've deal with Yes stuff on a daily basis with my podcast. But the thing is that there's come a point now where a lot of the Yes fans have no issue with there being another guy. And a lot of fans are even saying, I don't even care that John Anderson's not in the band anymore. Believe it or not. Mark, 15 (laughs) years later, there's still people butthurt over Tommy Thayer. Do you really think that applies to Kiss? Yeah. Okay, okay, but I'm saying that... You put that star makeup on someone else. My God. Are you shitting me? The FAQ is going to crash. Even even Peter Chris. (laughs) I mean, people are are totally cool now. Uh, Well, okay, if that's true, then I have news for you. Then there's going to be no more kiss. And that's it. 
So because if you're going to be buttered about it, our Kiss fans going to be that desperate to continue that they will actually then say, "Well, it's Gene and Paul getting replaced now, so that's perfectly fine." Where it wasn't okay with Tommy, we've ranted and raved and got banned on the FAQ message board like ninety times per person over fifteen years because Tommy is wearing Ace's makeup because Ace didn't want to wear the makeup, and it'll get to the same point with Paul and Gene that they don't want to wear the makeup that they walk they want to walk away from. It. Uh, okay, I know all this. Yeah, but I, I, I know. But but what I'm trying to tell you is, then ask. Okay, then ask yourselves this. Then ask yourselves this: Is the band's music that important to you, or not? Because if you really like their music and want it to continue, then you better just pucker up and shut up and just get over it. If you want them to continue, if not, then guess what? Bye, bye, kiss. That's going to be the end. Them, of it. You're saying them continue. Who's them? Well, whoever is going to take over, they like they have to they have to bring other people in, right, to continue the band. If I want to hear their music, that. who's their music? Who's their music? Nameless, nameless ghouls in search of new personas. <laughs> their music is Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley's music. Kiss's music. The music they write. The music Gene and Paul write. That, that, oh. that, that's okay. what it's well, all not about. Some, not right. some new, yeah, not some new guy's music. I don't have to like some new guy's songs that he writes, and we're going to no. slap a Kiss label on it. I like what, okay, I like I'm, the songs Gene and Paul write. I like Deuce. Well, that I, was written by you know Gene. I you know correct, who, who, correct. who are these guys. I don't want some new guy having songs written for him by Paul Stanley. So Paul says, well, I, I think you can do a decent enough job on being me on this song because I just don't see Paul Stanley being able to do that to be honest. But uh, you know, so, Gene maybe can. So they just do the you know the Kiss catalog of songs. These new guys. I mean, I see Mark's point. I mean, a lot of, you know, the current form of Kiss is some is a lot of people's the younger fans their first version of Kiss, and that's how, what they know as Kiss with with Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer and Gene and Paul. That's their version. So that's when they came in. They came into them at that point. So I could see uh, Scooby Doo or whatever. Later on, and there's another version of Kiss out there. They come into it, and, and that version of Kiss, whatever it is on stage, is going to be their version, their Kiss versus. But yeah, sure, and hopefully they're going to go back and like, oh, okay, this has been, you know, there's been these other guys in it, and it started here, and then these guys went in and came out, and they had to make up off, they make up on, so on. So I, I, I don't. I just find it interesting that this is probably the only band I've ever seen that has such a hard time moving forward. I mean, so many other bands have gotten people out of there and moved forward and continued with their band, but for some reason, this is the one band that refuses to do that. You know? Well, well when, when, when did they refuse? So, DC. <laughs> they're, they're, they're making a new album. Supposedly, that's yeah, Axel DC. I, I will be in line right. to buy that fucker too. Oh my gosh, yes! I'm, to, I'm totally down oh, with no. that. Oh my gosh, yes! It'd be unbelievable. Go figure. Well, there you go. See, but you want to talk about when did they stop moving forward? Well, how about slapping Ace Frehley's makeup on Tommy Thayer? But you want to slap Paul Stanley's makeup on some new guy? But they did keep. <laughs> no, they, so they, yes, they, they kept moving about the forward. Makeup. They kept moving it forward. is. It's Kiss. It is the makeup. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying that, but you guys are making it. It's, it just sounds like the whole issue is about the makeup. Maybe that's why it's such a big problem. I mean, you know, all these other bands that don't wear makeup, there's no problem. Whereas this guy quits or he has bad health issues, we have to replace him. Boom, they get somebody else in. 
two weeks later, sure, a couple of people are upset about it, but then they continue. But, I mean, with this band, it's like, God forbid that I even put makeup on my face because, you know, he's trying to be Paul Stanley or whatever, you know. Like, this is, I understand it's almost like it's all based around these sacred costumes, you know. And I understand it. People have grown up with it. Kiss is very important to a lot of people. They, they were important to them when they grew up and stuff like that. But, you know, I would love to have Kiss around for years to come or to have my young nephew, you know, get into them and see them on tour. We're doing this on purpose. It's just not <laughs> the voodoo going on Mars. <laughs> You, you, you know what happened, Mark, don't you? Your connection just went. <laughs> the monologue, uh, the monologue filter is working out real good here. The moment any of us go. But on. you know what? I, I started back, of course, seventy-seven, as we know. Um, I'm willing to see what the heck happens if if they actually do it. And I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm open-minded. I, you got to give it a chance. You just can't Good say for you, no. Ken. <laughs> yeah, but but you're reasonable. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm going to get the monoc- the voice of reason back. Most uh, of most of the Kiss <laughs> Army is not. But then no, again, most Kiss fans amen. are not reasonable people. Yeah, but most of the people who who would go and see Kiss in the future don't give a fuck. It's the casual people who want to hear that core. And one the of casual you, one fans, of you mentioned it yeah. before. That it's not necessarily about making new music; it's about getting four monkeys up there who can play "Calling Doctor Love," Detroit Rock City, rock and roll all night. You know, basically animatronics. Where, you know, Kiss has become Kiss meets the Phantom. You know, just put some fucking robots up there, four holograms, and send. You know, holograms are cheaper than people. Come on, do you want to end up with like the nameless ghouls situation of them suing because they feel underappreciated? No, you know, it's just actors basically is all that's needed actors who can basically hold an instrument and play along to a mime track and you have paul stanley and his prime piped in the guy only has to open his mouth and oh so but you know, you're saying millie vanilli i mean but you know what I, i'm gonna bring up something else which i'm just really curious about your opinions on this and i'm actually serious about this what do what are you guys opinions on the australian pink floyd that tribute band like for example, a lot of lot of lot of Floyd fans think that they're the next best thing to Pink Floyd to go see, and they know they're never going to see Pink Floyd again. But guess what? When they come to Montreal, there's twelve thousand seats sold for them. Yeah, yeah same with, so uh, why, with the British one. Brit Floyd sold out a uh, Sandstone Amphitheater. That's the one I've I've watched on YouTube. Absolutely fucking insane the job that those guys do. I, yeah. I don't know the Australian one per se, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, again, it's the it's with Pink Floyd for me. It's more about the music and the stage show than it is about the people who are actually performing the music because um, you've got a guy up there who can do the bends, David Gilmore style. You've got someone mm-hmm. up there who can kind of do the attack on the uh, bass like Roger Waters. Um, but you've, you're kind of blinded more by the laser show, the lights, the ambiance. Mm-hmm. And most of them are smoking dope anyway, so they couldn't fucking care less. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, so then, are you? So this is very, very interesting then now, because mm-hmm. so then, are you saying now that this is a complete different story than with Kiss? It's not so much about the music; it's more about the show that you're worried about. These new people trying to take over. If they can put out a great performance, and they do the 
the high energy show of back in the day, and they can pull that off with the whoever is doing the Paul Star Child whatever does the flying leaps and everything, and and, and the Gene with the movements he used to have back then, and and still be able to do the fire and all that kind of good stuff. Um, gee, I mean, if they can put a top-notch show in and it sounds pretty tight music-wise uh, and the, the vocals are not too far off, I think it it might work, you know? So we come back to what has always been the problem that we've talked about with these sorts of scenarios of replacing members of KISS that there isn't a decent Paul Stanley out there other than Paul Stanley. Well, well, yeah, but Paul, in that one recent interview, said that the Paul doesn't need to be sound, you know, look like him, sound like him. Yes, it does. He sure says he, he thinks he doesn't. I'm sorry, Paul Stanley is wrong. wrong. <laughs> yes. You never know. I I mean, it can't be far <laughs> in, off. In, in this, it's not going to have a, in this a case, woman Paul Stanley in, in is, Paul's voice. You know, you're not going to throw up Doro there to be Paul Stanley. No, you have to have you have to have someone who sounds convincing. And there's so much more to Paul Stanley's voice. It's his delivery. It's his body language. It's his whole persona. He's the rock and roll preacher. It's the way he sings the songs. That's what so many tribute band Pauls get wrong, that they cannot kind of sing the way that he taught himself to sing. And he's got two different styles, because early style, and then when he started singing more from the gut, he, he evolved. Paul Stanley is unique. I, I've heard very few. I would love someone out there to say, hey, Julian, check out this video on YouTube. This guy sounds like Paul. I would love someone to say that and you know, let us post it in the threads of wherever we post these episodes, because we'd all like to check out if you know someone who said, who you think could be a Paul Stanley replacement. I say Paul Stanley is irreplaceable. Gene Simmons is, is totally replaceable. In everything that he does, it's uh, more kind of paint by numbers. It's it's taken. You know where the sources are. You know where the character comes from. You know where the acting is coming from sure. from the movies, um, from you know watching Dust, the everything on stage. People nail the tongue shit with Gene all the time. Even <laughs> even the girl bands. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, we've all been, we've all been the contribute bands. We're, we're wow. There was a really good Ace Frehley there. There was a really good Peter Chris. There was a really good Gene Simmons there. But the hardest one is Paul Stanley. There's very few times I've walked away and said, wow, that was a great Paul Stanley. Yeah, yeah I, that, I, I, I've walked away and said, he's done a great job, but he's no Paul Stanley. That's fine. Roots from Mr. Speed does a good job, though. These tribute that. vans are not are not recruited. You know, it's like, okay, sure. yeah, we have a Kiss tribute band. You know, we need you to be this person and this person. If the guy sings decently, it's it's good enough for the tribute band, and they can play the guitar. Um, but I think there is, I bet you there is a Paul Stanley, not perfect clone, but a voice out there and attitude that, that can, you know, hopefully live partly up to what Paul is. I mean, if you even just go back to, I know we talked about Journey before, but with like uh, Arnell with Journey, who, who thought, anybody would sound halfway close and real close to Steve Perry's voice. I mean, it is just uncanny, yeah. really. So I, I think there is somebody out there. So we start... It's just we, a matter of, we, a matter we, of finding We're going to start our search for the next Paul Stanley in the Philippines. 
Well, but <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta put the makeup on, you know, it doesn't matter. Hey, well, yeah, I, the, I think we should start in Thailand or work our way around the whole Southeast Asia. <laughs> right. It, it's it, it's interesting though because you how you mentioned that you know the the whole YouTube thing. The funny thing was that one of the first time. Mark, I'm breaking up again. Any, yeah, anyway. You just broke up for a moment. Go right. ahead. Go. You're clear okay. right now. I was just gonna I was just gonna say that the first time they replaced the singer and yes, they did it the same way. They found somebody on YouTube. And they showed it to Chris Squire, and boom, he's like, "Oh, he does sound a lot like him." And they they brought him in. The guy they have now, to me, I like him a lot better than John Anderson. Sure, throw tomatoes at me for saying it, but I I think he's much better, you know. And is it possible there's somebody who could be equal to him? Well, there's be no evidence that there's somebody as good as Paul Stanley out there right now. But how deep of a search has there been for that? That's why I was almost hoping before when they had that rumor. Of the you know some big televised search it's for idle. the next members, yeah, like that's why I was almost hoping they would do it to see if yeah. there was actually somebody that could step up, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, how how well does it work out for bands that look for clones? You've got Journey and Arnell, um, you've got Judas Priest and Foreigner. Foreigner's singer's pretty yeah. good. So it didn't work out so well for Judas Priest, but I think that was more the material because, uh, I'm sorry, Jugulator and Je- Demolition really... really good. We're not good. They have a couple I of... put that guy in a top hat for a little while. Yeah. Look how this worked. It was better than the fucking idiot wearing a bucket. Right. <laughs> Look how, yeah. Look how what happened. I mean, you know, Bon Scott died and, and Brian Johnson came in. He's a different different kind of voice and singer than uh, than Bond was and it, it's, it worked, still worked but the material wasn't really different well there you go the material is not going to change if they're going to do all their classic stuff if Kiss is going to just keep doing the same music over and over what do you mean if Kiss is going to keep doing the same music <laughs> well okay yeah they, they will be doing it so a lot, a lot of you, you did but, mention Rich from uh, Mr. Speed. I'll just give a shout out to Jonathan. Jonathan from Destroyer. We'll give a shout out to oh, to him Jonathan, as well. Jonathan has St. Louis roots. We bonded yeah. in Atlanta. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you know, is is it you know, and and does this longevity, you know, let's get back to the marketing side, marketing side of it a little right. bit more. You know, can can you market outside of say the kind of talent show? I I really think that stuff like The Voice, American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, all that shit is being and has been past its sell by date for quite a few years. Do they need some new ideas to really be kind of thinking of maybe more of a death match situation, Paul Stanley versus Paul Stanley in Judah? <laughs> are are there new ideas that need to be you know totally thought about away from everything that kind of is just so generic at this point which uh, you know I I look at some of these shows I see some of the judges I'm like really you're fucking kidding me Lionel Richie how much safer can you get I mean Howard Stern was again a good pick Um, danger danger yeah there you go. Can American TV but, handle danger? Probably not. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what? Uh, maybe it, uh, if you stick into the music side of things, 
they should do it maybe uh, there's a lot of people doing crossover stuff crossover music uh, i'm not saying like the japan we want a christmas album clover thing but no crossover yes. meaning crossover <laughs> meaning with another artist performing with another uh, artist and releasing no, music please, no. if they can get a top no music artist of it <laughs> no. who's out there they miss that and do us uh, i don't know they can still pull it off gaga and freak would have been it well, that would have been cool. God, yeah, um, frequent event. I, I don't want to see anything like fucking Bon Jovi or Def Leppard has done. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, no. Def Leppard did do that, didn't they? They did with uh, Nine Lives with Tim McGraw, wasn't it? Uh, oh, the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually well, preferred Joe's, and Bon Jovi did the full country. Bon Jovi did that. Yeah. They, they went totally country at one point. But then again, they always had kind of undertones. You know, Wanted Dead or Alive had a little bit of country western underneath. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is to, you know, make Kiss somehow dangerous again. And I don't know how, how they do it unless they release an album called Knights and Satan's Service and then <laughs> and, and start, start going. Just fully embrace, just fully embrace start, it. Start. Yeah, fully embrace it and write songs in that. Ex- executing chickens on stage. You know, <laughs> and since Ozzy never really did it, biting the heads off bats and just just yeah. do it all. And of course, K- Kiss does being, have the country connection with Garth Brooks, right? So right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, somehow be controversial. I mean, not just Gene Simmons on Fox or something getting kicked off. I mean, something That's Kiss so itself trying to be controversial and. I don't know if any these days there's so many bad things out there. It, 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 but the thing is, they could do it. I don't know, but the controversial thing—it's a good idea, Ken. The only thing with that I find though is that 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 always seems to be for some reason a young man's game. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know too many True. sixty-five-year-old oh. you know guys who are like you know dangerous and daring like that. You know, like it's almost that's why I almost say that I, I'd almost like for them to not to say that to do this but i'd almost like it if they had some sort of underling or understudy with them that they could have that people can start focusing on them a bit as well as those guys and then have those guys start doing all the dangerous crap you know or to saying all the controversial stuff and just get people used to the idea of having somebody else Maybe. Tommy, what about what about what about this alice cooper did played king herod in the live version of jesus christ superstar oh, Easter sure. night. now that was really cool and he got the biggest applause out of anybody other than when Jesus came out on stage for the first time. I mean, Ooh. how about something like that? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean I'm not, and I'm not saying, you know, kiss me. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, fame of the opera or something like that. I don't think Paul could pull it off, you know, 20 years later now. Well, but maybe, I mean, I don't know, but, but maybe something like that. Um, Alice, you know, got a nice little spike in popularity from that. Um, I, th- I think it, it drew attention to Alice because he no, did a fantastic because he did a fantastic job. Yeah, we'll talk about the. Go ahead. Okay, well, talking about the TV thing again is, I mean, Access TV, right? They do a lot of rock and roll stuff, and uh, and they got some reality stuff. But maybe they do a reality type kiss, a kiss reality where Kiss is going out, and they are. You watch them as they go out and try to find their replacements make that part of the thing 
And maybe there's some things like, you know, they say things like that. You're a piece of crap. This guy is no good. And and then they fight over who's going to be <laughs> the Paul Stanley or, or whatever. I mean, something yeah, to, I know what you're saying. to follow the process. And it's almost a soap opera-ish, maybe, but it's a kind of reality and, and try to see what happens. And maybe somehow people can get you know, invested in something like that, like a weekly show, you know, I don't yeah, know how little, term, but yeah, because North American television seems to be year. like that. It's like, it almost seems like when, when there's something like controversially said that, that that's what they talk about the next day. Right. So I see what you're going with there, Ken, with that whole thing, you know, calling them crap or saying that they're shit or whatever. Right? You know, because you'd have a hundred people saying, "I can't believe that Gene said that about that poor guy." You know, like you could you could see that happening. Got the you makeup know? wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. Saw the wrong guy. Yeah, you know, all Gene has to do the is guy, he has to leverage his Twitter account. Was trying to do the flames. <laughs> Self emoliation on TV. <laughs> it's like, ah. oops. Next. So, <laughs> you know. It, oh. Any of it could work. Any of it could be a complete disaster at this point. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much it's even worth the effort at this point. Uh, rather than letting, you know, Kiss just become memories. It's going to fade away. I, I would always be more comfortable with kind of the way, as Mark mentioned, how Rush handled things. They finished. They decided that they didn't want to continue. And maybe... You know, maybe Getty and Alex will get together and do some music. I, I kind of hope so, but um, <clears throat> not ever under the banner of Rush without Neil, mm-hmm. even if he writes the lyrics, <clears throat> because I really don't want to hear too many more albums with lyrics by Getty or Alex. Have it, or <laughs> I have listened to Getty's solo album and to Alex's, and of course, yeah, the first Rush album's okay, but um, it's certainly... No, not worth comparing yeah. with Cress of Steel. Um, <laughs> Surprised Mark didn't jump through the screen at you right then. But, you know, <laughs> may, maybe, Mark, you know, what Kiss really needs at this stage for this whole TV kind of quest for new members is also to be working in the studio on a concept album at the same time. Because you have to have a concept musically to go with your quest. If you're looking for new members, you're writing a song, but you have to have a story that represents Kiss, be it like Motley Crue and The Dirt and the soundtrack mm-hmm. to that movie that's being made. And just holy shit, yeah. how bad that those actors look in that fucking TV movie that's being made. Ah. Um, so new music for those these new people or whoever the guys are they're going to pick to sing yeah i think there has to be new music for the for the guys to sing but they have to you have to give someone a paul stanley song to do convincingly you have to give a peter chris character a cat you know you know there i go i I said peter chris instead of Catman. that's just how i think of it yeah you you have to give give the ace guy a spacey song to sing yeah no you have to give the ace (laughs) the ace frelly the spaceman like shock me to do to see if he can do it convincingly with the solo and all that. You have to give the demon or bat lizard or whatever the fuck, um, you know, yeah. deuce to do. You got to give Detroit Rock City, and then obviously with uh, the Catman, you got to give them Beth and see how well that they can do those. And then you have to give them a new song in the style of those characters because if you're mm-hmm. going to move away 
into the character, they have to be able to do the character. That means that the Catman has to have a gravelly, whiskey barbed wire gargle voice like Bob Seger um, or mm-hmm. Peter Chris, mm-hmm. and Peter be able Chris. to pull it off and do something in that style because most of Peter's stuff is you kind of define what a Peter Chris song in Kiss was. You've got to do the same with all the other members. So your first song is Kiss. Your next one is New Kiss. You know, without turning it Mm -hmm. into demented monkeys. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, to me, it's appealing. I mean, that idea of, you know, having some sort of a thing where you follow along and they do that because... I, I, I want KISS to continue, believe it or not. All the people out there who call me KISS haters and stuff like that. Right? But mm-hmm. I, I I actually want KISS to continue. I, I, I love KISS. I have, you know, lots of KISS albums. You know, I just don't like Bob Ezrin, but that's a different story. We just had to go there, didn't we, Mark? We just can't get, we can't, through, we can't one get through a show. Episode. Yeah. One show. <laughs> So, but hopefully they won't do a search for another Bob Ezrin. That would be, that would be oh. terrible. But anyways, um, but I, I like that idea though. I, I think, and I hope that they do something where it continues because I think their music is too good to just let it become a distant memory for everybody. You know. I've said it before. You want to turn the band into Menudo. <laughs> Menudo or manure? Kind of rhymes. Or, <laughs> <laughs> Let it die. All things must end. Yeah. Including this episode. Any final thoughts, folks? Um, and I, yeah, I do have one last thing I want to raise with all of you. I don't know if any of you have had the chance to kind of uh, watch it yet on YouTube. Bon Jovi and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction took place last weekend. Right. And I actually did spend time watching it as much as I hate Bon Jovi. I own two albums, Slippery and Tokyo Road, Greatest Hits. Um, did they handle it better than Kiss handled it? And who kind of wins that war of Kiss in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Bon Jovi in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'd like to just start off with one quick point. Howard Stern fucking wins for bashing Jam Wenner um, and everything oh. that he stands for in his <laughs> shitty little magazine that's now down to a pamphlet size. Um Smaller and smaller, yeah. Not being a musician, that. not being able to play an instrument, and having all this clout in the music industry. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, the speeches that were given by the band, John's was way too long, but I loved how he walked through the history and mentioned people along the way. I kind of hope that Paul Stanley would have done that with his, because he's kind of the sort of guy who can do that. They mm-hmm. included Alec. They included uh, Richie. Richie. Mm-hmm was pretty well right. he looked pretty ripped um but yeah you know, you know walking on stage crazy. with his with his arm around you know john bespoke uh, a certain Didn't amount of back in the band camaraderie <laughs> that the doors open they acknowledged yeah. phil x and the replacement <clears throat> guys who weren't up on stage they had huey up on stage to be inducted with them um Lonnie, what, what are your thoughts? And I hate to make you talk about Bon Jovi rather than Guns N' Roses. I do. I've seen Bon Jovi live, so <laughs> it was actually the first concert I went to was bon, was, was a Bon Jovi concert. Mm-hmm. What talk? What so, Keep the faith. Um, keep the faith. Exactly right. Keep the faith. So I and I enjoyed it. You know, I I don't, I don't dislike Bon Jovi, and and good for them. I, I I was glad to see that that he can put his arm around around Richie and. 
it was something that was missing from from Kiss. Instead, I get to be in an awkward moment with the four of them up on the stage together, knowing that boy, these four guys really hate each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, good for them. And and, and I, I was glad to see um, the mention of, of all the members. So, and that, and that's one thing that was missing. From Kiss, I know that you know Bruce was in attendance and Eric and Tommy, you know, but it, you know there there was no mention of, of Vinny that night or anything like that, obviously. So um, good for them. I'm I'm not a huge Bon Jovi guy. I, I tolerate them, so um, you know, kudos to them. But I wish Judas Priest would be there. I think it, it's still a shame. It's still a shame that there's so many great bands that aren't there and like. See what you want about Eddie Trunk, but as Eddie Trunk has said in the past, even when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will get it right, they still will have gotten it wrong because it took so long to get so many sure. of these great acts that they just don't like into their little specific club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, yeah, most of the great bands will be dead before they get into the Rock and Hall of Fame. It'll be posthumous, which is very unfortunate, or they simply won't be able to perform. And you know, Bon Jovi's performance was a fucking train wreck just imagine, just imagine what kisses could have been mm-hmm. oh my gosh we were better off that they did we're no little, I, I, I don't think it could have been worse i think no, it would have been we're, we're, we're better off that they did we're, we're better off that they didn't perform as much as we all wanted to see the original four perform one, one last time that could have been the one opportunity to do it it could have been a complete nightmare and disaster and visually and sonically just awful and just cringeworthy as the last time you get to see them together but look at how bon jovi handled it they had the, you know, Huey up there playing the first couple of songs. They brought in Alec for the last one. Kiss could have done that easily with Tommy and Eric. They could have started off, you know, with maybe two songs, then brought in Peter for Beth, and then brought in Ace for Rock and Roll All Night, or, you know. Or everybody for Rock and Roll All Night. But, but, yeah. But that's the thing that I don't understand about this whole thing. You know, maybe I'm not in the loop with this kind of thing, but... Why is it though that that happened then? Like, why is it that Kiss? We know, you know, they would have wanted those other guys up there to play with them and to appear on stage with them, and they didn't. And why is it that a they band wanted, like Bon Jovi was allowed to do that, or even other Kiss bands that have done it? They they demanded Kiss wear makeup or no, don't perform. I thought that was it. That's what Kiss says. Did Kiss, like, did, Kiss, did Kiss want to make sure that the iconic faces were the only ones represented, or else it was uh, kept to a, a minimum? It kind of it kind of swings both ways. I, you know, know. I, I totally get that they want to protect the marketing and keep that side of it completely to the four original makeup faces, which they cannot get away with doing. Um, Tommy and Eric. Tommy was not a member of the band 25 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But yet Huey, well, Huey played on the early shit as well, and it was apparently on a lot of the kind of uh, the studio recordings. Was not Alec, but because he was a member, it, it, it's fucked up. I mean, yeah, you look at Grateful Dead, you look at all, we we always go back to these kind of things. It, it seemed to be rules made uh, on a case by case basis, depending on how yeah. much they hate the band that they're being forced to induct. So Bruce Springsteen, they got everybody and his mother inducted. Yeah, yeah. But how much of a fight did, you know, Gene Great Paul... Dead too. By, by that point, the Gene and Paul, I think, wanted it more than anything, and they were not willing to put up a fight 
because they were finally getting in. They may have been said that this is like, uh, you know, Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. This is your last chance to get in. Uh, this is it. Take it or leave it. Because right. Jan will make sure that you're never on the ballot again. It's messed up. It's a shame. Whatever. I thought I thought that the Bon Jovi thing was the, a nice way to handle all these kind of uh, political issues within a band and make sure that everyone goes home happy because their fans at least got to see all of the members up on stage performing. Again, they're not wearing makeup. They don't have that kind of baggage to go with them, but they do have the drama that goes along with it. All right. I think that's it for today. Let's call it a show. So from mm-hmm. Lonnie, from Ken, from Mark and myself, thank you for listening. Chime in wherever you do follow this show and uh, give us your opinion of what we've discussed today. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye for now. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.